0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully's
2: Vintage Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This
0: is Sean Reed, boxing writer
2: and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! So, folks, you know I love indie wrestling, okay? That's, that's the thing right there. It's great that we can watch the quote-unquote majors and all this other stuff here, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but where does everyone come from, or at least the better wrestlers, the quality people, the people who are out there who know what they're doing, they're making their bones, they respect the business because they put in the work, all right? So I got a guy on the line right now it's a, it's a man after my own heart because he represents where i come from. So for all of you you pretty boys out there, you know, you can be from your Hollywood, you can be from your Atlanta, Georgia, you can be from all these other fancy schmancy places, but i got to go with a guy who is New England strong, okay? A guy who is legitimately what we call the Boston badass? I'm talking about the one, the only Steve Savage. What's going on there, Steve? Holy shit! What an intro you put me over. And I want to be upfront about this, folks. You know, Steve Savage. You know, he and I are related, probably about ten generations, but that's okay. We are we are <laughs> definitely family here because that's the, we're all related somewhat, somehow, some way in the New England area. But Steve. I know you're taking a break from busting heads and, and, you know, drinking your Sam Adams. Let everybody know what's going on out there.
1: You know, shows are going to be starting back up. I got a couple coming up, uh, I think, September, October.
2: I'll be out in Agawam, Mass. Agawam, Mass. Oh, my God. So that's uh, Six Flags, New England they got up there. And you got to tell me something here, Steve. How do people respond to you? When you let them know that you're the Boston badass, I mean, do do they look at you and, and say, "Oh, he's one of those guys," or try to ask you to to say something stereotypical from the Boston area? How are you treated about
1: that? Uh, it's it's one thing or the other. People really don't care about the Boston thing. It just kind of separates me from the other ten guys that use the last name
2: out there. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And I know that you. I mean, you've been in the business for years, man. I mean, going back to What 2001? So I I need you to do me a favor, Steve, because you know I'm the Duke. I'm a guy that that says what he means. You know, I'm I'm Boston through and through, originally from Dorchester. I got problems with some of these people in the wrestling business, okay? And there are some folks in particular, like these punks over at All Elite Wrestling. All right, you got a guy who's the executive vice president, who. Because he's, he's the son of a Hall of Famer, he's had the golden spoon in his mouth his entire life, and I think he thinks he's entitled to tell everybody else to do the work when, in fact, he's been handed everything. He's been given everything on a silver platter. So Steve Savage, the Boston badass, can you please, I beg of you, can you do something about that no-good Cody over in All Elite Wrestling?
1: You know, I would love to, but I think he's chicken shit. He he puts out this open challenge to where I'm sure every indie guy and their cousin and every promoter's nephew that's holding a title somewhere says, oh, great, here's my chance. Well, we saw Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy, a couple times. That's not really an open challenge. He said in an interview, you don't need to be on the AEW roster to get your spot. Well, Everybody's sending in videos. Everybody's sending emails. Everybody's doing all the social media tagging gimmick.
2: Where's the phone calls, Cody? Is it that Cody's just afraid of you? Because here's what we know. We know that uh, you know the Boston badass, Steve Savage, you are a guy that is very violent. You don't play games in the ring or outside the ring. You will beat the hell out of somebody. You're not out there trying to make it look pretty. You're trying to bust somebody up. Do you think a guy like Cody is just afraid of you?
1: I don't care if he's afraid of me or not. It's it's a matter of being a man of your word.
2: Say what you will
1: about his pedigree. That's one thing. But if you're going to accept open challenges, let's call some of these cha- actual challengers up. Honestly, I'm sick, of t- I'm sick and tired of guys that are in charge of the company putting straps on themselves, calling themselves champions.
2: So I'm just going to lay an ass whooping on him like his father and his brother should have years ago. You heard it there, folks. We're talking about the Boston Badass, Steve Savage, letting us know that Cody has an ass-whooping waiting for him if he's man enough, if he's double tough enough to step up to the plate. That's right. Now, Steve, what's your assessment of All Elite Wrestling so far? I mean, they are the new kid on the block. They've been around for just under 20 months now. Do you feel that they actually are doing the right thing for the wrestling community, or is just another fly-by-night promotion ran by Money Mark?
1: Well, a little of column A and a little of column B. Uh, In reality, let's face it, wrestling's like ice cream. Some people love the ultra-violent death matches. Some people like the classic chain. Some people always want to see everything go Broadway. It all depends on the fan.
2: That's the truth. So what do you want to see? I mean, let's let's be honest here. You're a guy that... As I said, you like to beat people up. Is that all you bring to the table, or are you, are you willing to actually have a more traditional match-style wrestling match? Uh,
1: if it comes down to it, I'll wrestle. But let's face it, everybody knows Steve Savage isn't a wrestler. He's there to fight.
2: He sure is. Now, listen, i got to switch beats for a second here because i got to ask you a very important question. <clears throat> okay? This is a big deal. Sure thing. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunks. How do you take your coffee? Come on, Steve Savage.
1: Extra large, regular.
2: Wow. No, nothing fancy, huh? Nothing just, fancy. Just regular. Okay. No, okay. nothing fancy, because when you start getting fancy, they start screwing up. There it is. Okay. Now, I know that you have a video where you've laid down the challenge officially, where you're letting all these punks know that if they want to get their head slapped off, Steve Savage is definitely waiting for them. So why don't you tell everybody? How, how can they reach you on social media? How can they see the video? How can they, they get behind you? to let the folks over at All Elite Wrestling and everywhere else in this world know that Steve Savage, the Boston badass, is ready to beat some people up.
1: I mean, I'm on Facebook. Uh, You can find me there, Steve Savage, or Steve Lawrence, the real name. Uh, You can contact my agent, Sean Mullen, at TNT Pro Wrestling Bookings. Uh, He's got the hookup for any information for any promoters out there that want to have me in. Uh, and I think I just started up a Twitter recently. I believe it's BBA Savage 840 uh, for the Twitter handle. I, honestly, I only started that to follow Jim Cornette.
2: His name is Steve Savage. He is the Boston badass. Before I let you go, Steve, who, in your opinion, should be, forget about the TNT title, who should be the all elite wrestling world champion right now?
1: As a fan, I think it would be funny as hell to have Nyla Rose win the championship via the dick flip.
2: What a fun conversation there with independent wrestler Steve Savage. Good guy. And I have a funny feeling that if Cody Rhodes, if Cody Rhodes stopped ducking and hiding, you know, I think we can have a great match here, and Steve Savage can give Cody Rhodes a discipline that he needs. Maybe he'll, he'll knock some sense into the executive vice president of, of AEW. You know, and take that TNT Championship, so we can have a real TNT champion, somebody who really can get the job done on TV every week. So you, you look out for Steve Savage, folks. Good guy. Okay, we're, we're going to jump right into a great conversation. I love interacting with people on social media and, and checking out other shows. And one person who I've been following for a little while now, and uh, who's always just been really cool online. We were talking the other day, and I said, you know what, come on the show because I know you got something to say, and, and I want to listen. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I'm the Duke, but he's the king, okay? He is, he is the one, the only, Zeus. Zeus, what's going on, bro?
0: Hey, thank you for having me, Duke. It is a real honor to be on Duke Loves Wrestling. Uh, and, and, of course, you do have the proper spelling of wrestling, R a s s l i n. That's
2: exactly how pro wrestling fans should spell it. You're a guy who keeps up with with combat sports and including pro wrestling. I heard a little little rumor going on. I'm just going to jump right into something because I'm sure you have an opinion here. Is AEW trying to form their own version of the Four Horsemen?
0: Yes. You know Arn Anderson and, and Tully are both helping out guys there in AEW. Well, last year at WrestleCade, uh, at the Arn Anderson show, some a fan asked asked Arn if he could form the Four Horsemen in AEW. Who would he pick? And if I, my memory serves me correct, he did say the Revival, Cody Rhodes, and I think he said Sean Spears. And of course, we know Sean Spears is being managed by Tully Blanchard right now, so. And now that the uh FRT, I mean FTR, I mean not not the revolt, because that's already somebody else's gimmick. Uh, you know, they're there and there's been a lot of people they've been going around, they've been holding up four fingers, and Sean Spears posted a photo of himself yesterday wearing a black glove, holding up four fingers alongside a picture of uh, Barry Windham holding, uh, holding his uh, wrist with the gloved hand from uh, circa 1988.
2: Anyone who's ever listened to this show or followed my Twitter feed or what have you, they know that the WWE have certainly have taken their lumps from my guest and I. We, we've called out the WWE on many occasions. Also praised them when, when things are going on that we like. And since AEW has come around, they've been getting the same treatment. But folks seem to uh, forget that, you know, I, I treat all these wrestling companies the same. There's no difference here. What right. is what is AEW's fetish with doing everything other than original content? It, it, it seems like they want to just copy everybody, especially WWE and would send their lineage there. When is AEW going to just make their own thing and, and forge forward with their own identity?
0: Well, it's tough, um, because there's a, it's, it's almost like a very cosplay-friendly atmosphere. You know the people that they do have that, you, know, are originals in their own way, especially. they're non-WWE people and, and I, I think some of these guys are kind of on the shelf being hurt, you know, that are hurt, but, you know, clearly, clearly Pac is a great personality, great speaker, great in the ring. I don't think there's any reason why he, he shouldn't be the champion right now, be that as it may, but r- really they, it's all the elite people and it's all elite wrestling and it's all elite booking.
2: And that's the problem. Absolutely, it's it's crazy when the wrestlers are running the asylum, so to speak. I I wonder about the decision making, and I'll give you a prime example, Zeus. And I'd love to get your opinion officially on the air about this. You know, when they first started this company, they said that they would present a legitimate sports like presentation, which More includes
0: sports-centric presentation. That sure, the, yeah.
2: That was, that was the marketing, right? That had me excited. Right? Have you gotten that ever since this nope. company started? Okay. Well, <laughs> nope. so, so let's go to the next thing. Then they said that they were going to take women's wrestling seriously. Now, every week they have this Dynamite show on TNT, and yet they only – Show one women's match per episode. Would, would you say they're taking women's wrestling seriously by the way that they've presented it in 2020?
0: Well, part of the problem is is they they don't have a big division of women and um, and uh, you know I, I think it's a you know it's a cool thing that they've got you know the 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 belt on Nyla Rose. I mean, on uh, excuse me, on uh, Hikarushido now, um, and uh, it, it's just you—you you can't you can't want to make a big pond with just a few fish, but they just they just don't have a lot of of women to choose from right now, and the fact that the fact that all these top women don't want to sign there even though it's like there's all this room to be featured, it says something. It says that there's something that we don't know going on. When when Donna Perazzo doesn't doesn't want to go there and, and and um you know all these other countless women who've who've left the WWE have you know they're not they're not going to AEW and they're you know it's like well why aren't you know what what are they what are they what do they know that we don't?
2: You know you know, that, that's a good way to present it. I never thought about that. I, I've always blamed the company for not signing more women or, or more skilled women, more experienced women, you know, because that's the other knock. Well, you know, a lot of the folks they have are green. Okay, we'll go get some experienced women. They exist. You know, when you right. look at Impact Wrestling and you look at WWE just signed Mercedes Martinez, why right. wouldn't Mercedes Martinez be in AEW? Right? right,
0: she she had a match there.
2: She had a match there, and that was it. And and in the match, she didn't have a, a prominent spot, which was embarrassing. That was a terrible
0: match. It too. was a
2: terrible match. It it didn't that make was any sense.
0: Awful, garbage,
2: dumpster fire of a match. But so Zeus, you got me wondering now if if maybe the issue is they see what's going on in AEW and they don't want any part of it, and, and maybe that's what it is. It's not so much the AEW doesn't want to sign more women or more quality working women who can, who can improve upon the division, but it's like, you know, all the good workers out there looking at that company and saying, nah, I don't like the way you're doing things. So, you know, Thunder Rosa, look at Thunder Rosa. She's an NWA. Yeah. Right. She, why wouldn't Thunder Rosa be an AEW? I mean, and, and why wouldn't they have signed her way
0: before now? Way before,
2: way before.
0: Because she proved herself. In Lucha Underground, I mean, she she was fantastic in Lucha Underground. She, you know, she did so much work on the mic, in the vignettes, and in the ring. She she killed it in the ring all the time. And there's, uh, you know, the 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 fact that you know she was floating around the independents for any length of time, much less you know a nearly a year before the NWA picked her up. You know, and God bless him for doing that, you know, but yeah, she's, you know, it's amazing. So It's amazing so that she hadn't been picked up.
2: You're absolutely right. And, and so here we go again. You know, they they market one thing. We're going to take women's wrestling seriously. They haven't done it yet, and it's completely self-inflicted. So let's move on to the next thing. So now they say, well, you know, diversity, that's something that we're going to lead with, and we're very serious about diversity. Zeus, literally in in 2020, I'm not even going to go back to the the first few months. Let's just look at 2020. There have been nearly 90 men's matches where you had black male wrestlers, whether it be tag team or singles matches, right? right? Zeus, they've won like 17 of the matches.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's you have to you have to decide, you know, what what your identity is going to be, and and if you want to, because I don't think that um, I don't think that uh, private party is is any any less of a team than the teams that they have in AEW, right? When you say that, I don't one hundred percent.
2: I think I think they're just as talented, and I think they have just as much of an upside. In fact, even individually, I think they could have just as much as an upside as, as singles wrestlers.
0: Right. Which I tell you one thing. That's something that neither one of FRT had. That neither one of those two guys, you know, they think they think that they're they're the damn, you know, they think they're they're the modern day Tully and Arn. But Tully and Arn could have a feud. With anybody, with with Dusty, with Magnum, with anybody, and Manny Fernandez, Wahoo McDaniel, Ric Flair, even, and they could carry their own, and and speak for themselves. But those guys, not so much. Now we have a, a private party who is very entertaining to the AEW crowd. There is, they've got to get. A focus. They have got to build a story and build a, a team that's going to go forward and then take that title. And you can't keep hopping around and putting people in in places and and expect everything to work. And it's just like you know they throw them in that title shot and then they and then they and now they're you know taking down a peg. So. By a tag team that's never been a tag team before three months ago. So, uh, you know, they, they, the identity of AEW is clearly all about the elite. And, you know, unless – you know, until things start to kind of change, you know, like, you, like we were talking about diversity before is, you know, you have to build these people. You know, and they had started to build Nyla Rose – and and now, you know, she's kind of fallen by the wayside, you know, and, you know, what happened to, to, to Kong, she disappeared. Was she just there temporarily? I mean, it, there's, you know, and even Brandy, you know, she's flip-flopping. You know, it's like one week she's evil and conniving and, you know, messing with other, you know, wrestlers. And then, then she's all sunshine and, and roses again. Like, what, you know, y'all got to pick a fucking lane and drive in it.
2: Well, and, and it, it reminds me of a conversation that I had with Tony Khan, where he told me flat out, he's the one who writes the show. He's the one that's doing the booking. I and, believe it. And I, and I was just about to say, Zeus, well, well, we look at how disconnected and, and how how illogical a lot of the things that they do Is it's well, yeah, of course you'd be the one writing the show. You don't know what you're doing, and it shows, you know. But I guess when it's your money, or when it's Daddy's money, I should say, i guess you can kind of do whatever you want there. And and I'll tell you, Zeus, what frustrates me about it is is I was so excited about them delivering on what they promised initially, right? Me too. I, I figured finally we're gonna we're gonna give WWE what they should be so maybe the WWE can get their act together because we got real competition going on here and what i'd never expected to happen is NXT is far and away closer to what AEW promised to be than AEW actually is
0: now like for, as far as like A, like AEW is so hard for me to watch now I can I can have NXT on and watch that and wait for my favorites you know to come on and then kind of tune myself in and by my favorites in NXT right now I mean uh, Santos Escobar uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Carrion Cross and so like like the the only problem with NXT really is they're putting too much into one show. They, they, they have like 20 matches in a night and there's too many, you know, and, and that's, that's, my, that's my issue with them.
2: You know, I, I, and I don't feel that you're wrong about that. I think that's a, that's a good call out there. You'd rather see a little bit more time in the matches or more vignettes. What would you rather see done yeah. in uh, place yeah, of the extra time?
0: you know, it, it, the thing is, is they feel like, you know, like everybody's got to get their shit in, you know? And so, and, and it's like, well, we've got all these people here, let's use them. It's like, no, no, no. Why don't you just, you know, let, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, da- uh, Damon priest or whatever his name is, you know, let, let him have this week off, you know, let, let, let a couple of these people have this week off and stop, you know, stop having like, you know, multi-man matches just to, just to get everybody in there and, and just, you know, and just kind of develop some things more one week and less the others, because you're not always, you're, you're, you're blessed to have such a big ass roster, you know, showcase, give people a little bit more time to showcase some things you want to cover, keep covering, you know, some of these big things week to week, but, Other things, it's not going to hurt, you know, to kind of alternate some of these, you know, smaller stars, you know, in favor of a better overall story for the show itself.
2: That's a great call out. That's a great call out. I didn't think about that. And you know what? What's funny about what you're saying, Zeus, is that may develop the argument for why NXT should have its own second show. Now, that doesn't mean that WWE adds another hour of programming to, to tv or, or the web or what have you they could take one of their lesser shows and turn that into the dark version of of nxt you know like right. aew like, uh, like like it can be yeah it could take main event and they can turn that into a, a strictly nxt show where you can put some of that extra stuff on and on the main show you can you can do more creative things that's that's a good call but but what you're pointing out is that they're blessed with they're rich with talent yes. you know which is a great problem to have um on aew side it's it's they're not developing their talent so we never really know what they truly have and what they truly can accomplish because there's no true development going on there. It's just, right. oh, you used to work for WWE, you're in the main event. <laughs> right?
0: And, and, and every, the, the, there's an attitude where it looks like so many people in AEW think that just because they're in AEW that they're as good as they need to be. Like, I'm never going to be any better than this. I'm. I, I've made it. I'm a superstar now, and I don't have to get any better. I don't have to try as hard as I did to get in here, you know. And, and I think that's just. It's just an awful thing is when you get complacent and you enjoy the smell of your own fart.
2: Good call. Good call, Zeus. W- when you think about the way, you, let me let me take it back to Nyla Rose for a second, because I, you know, I'm a big fan of Nyla Rose, and and I was expecting, I was expecting the second coming of, of Asia Azer Kong. You know, I thought she was just mm-hmm. going to be this this dominant force like we haven't seen since the 90s. Um, she lost numerous matches clean to Rio, yes. who you know Rio looks. She's about as big as my leg. Um right. It's very difficult to believe that she could beat someone who is dramatically bigger than her, and and it just didn't make any sense. Nyla should have never taken those losses early on. Well, Did that they, should
0: have been one of those ones where you know it should have been like an exposed turnbuckle.
2: Sure. And, sure. Protector. Sure.
0: You know, sure. and 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 have. Have Nyla, you know, go for a charge and hit her head on the ring post or, you know, something that really, you know, says, okay, well, Riho weighs, you know, 72 pounds, you know, soaking wet, you know, we're going to, we're going to, she's going to pin this 240 pound woman because of, of her quickness and her brains and and the fact that, you know, Nyla Rose is going to be concussed and off TV for two weeks, you know, but it, it, you know, once again, you you really have to think things through. And even though it was an exciting match uh, to see Riho win, because you didn't think she could, um, you know, I, you know, it's it's kind of like having you know Vader lose to one of the Monkey Brothers.
2: Yeah, makes no sense. And, and, and what you really not, did not
0: the way they did it.
2: Not and what the way you they, what you really did because the money is not in Rio. You took your, your, your heater, you took your, your most unstoppable dominant force that you have to take a baby face and build the hell out of for maybe a whole year before you defeat this, this unstoppable force. You ruin that whole ability to develop that type of storyline. And I don't think, at this point, Nyla Rose is ever going to get her steam back in AEW. I think, I think they've devalued that character so much that it would be nice to see her go somewhere else.
0: Well, it, if not somewhere else, then you know, build a story around her and let her, you know, like look at her life and you know, uh, you know, change change her gear up a little bit, and then just kind of, you know, just just you know, have her start, you know, literally, you know, just destroying other you know other women that you know are just kind of you know just kind of bring him in to get destroyed and and just kind of build her up and have her like go through some kind of you know kind of mental thing to where she's like, okay, well, you know kind of like maybe a, a a a Nikita Koloff type of thing you know where he had the epiphany and he he you know he changed his his, you know, kind of his life after, after you know, Magnum nearly died, you know, ha, you know, and and he was still a, a damn near unstoppable juggernaut, even after that. So, I mean, she just she needs a story, and they're lousy in AEW for telling a damn story.
2: You, you're taking the words right out of my head, and and you're putting it out there before I can. That's that's a good call there, Zeus. Listen, Zeus, if if anyone listening wants to follow you online and, and interact with you and, and what have you, what's the best way that they can reach you?
0: Well, uh, you know, Twitter is my number one uh, social media platform. It's uh at Zeus King dark all the way Zeus King dark. And, uh, and I'm also on Instagram too. Uh, I, I do, I do drawings. Uh, I also have a, a podcast with my amigos, uh, James extreme Sorno. And, pedro texan spaniard uh and we are on youtube on the texan spaniard uh youtube channel every saturday morning live at 11 a.m eastern and uh so please uh please after you're you're done absorbing so much amazing duke loves wrestling content come come join us on a saturday morning sometime where we're only on there for about an hour or so and uh we we talk we talk wrestling we talk uh we talk uh Godzilla kaiju movies we talk uh old ninja stuff we 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 talk about all kinds of fun fun stuff so if you like to to mark out you like to geek out uh stop by the Mark Out Mania show
2: ooh i i'm going to have to take you up on that offer sometime Zeus Do you, have you guys ever covered any of the old um Hong Kong movies where, you know, the gangster movies like hard boiled or, or the killer or one of those.
0: No, but we did have a great show about the Shaw brothers. Uh, We, we had a great episode about the Shaw brothers Kung Fu movies. Um, You know, those are the guys who did uh, the 36 chambers, uh, the Wu-Tang clan. They did all the venom mob movies and we had a really great expert uh, from, uh, from, the, the far East, her name's Yiki-kun and she is a, a Shaw brothers expert. And we all got to talk about, you know, the the great old black belt theater movies and guys like uh, Lowell Mang and, 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 the, and the other Venom mob and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So, so we, we talk toys, we talk all kinds of great stuff and we're, you know, we're mostly a wrestling show, but we, we've also had some, uh, some, some fun guests here and there. So,
2: I can't wait to check it out. That's good stuff. His name is Zeus. He is the king. Listen, Zeus, before I let you go, one last question here. Kevin Randleman is going to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. What's your, your initial thoughts on that? Because I know you're a longtime uh, MMA fan.
0: Kevin Randleman was a phenomenal athlete, amazing genetics, a really good-hearted person. And it's so sad to see such an amazing talent uh, go through what he went through at the end of his career and his life. And this is one of the 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 really, you know, we you can talk junk about UFC all you want to, but every once in a while they do something right. And uh, and I hope that his family uh, can can benefit. Uh, from from his induction into the UFC Hall of Fame because he he deserves it. He was an early pioneer, and just just for that Crow Cop fight alone, where he just he just fucking hammered him and just knocked him clean out, um, and and the rest of uh, you know his his fighting career. Um, I say double thumbs up.
2: Always fun to talk to my man Zeus. Such a great dude. Such a great dude, and knows his stuff. Right. Whether we're talking pro wrestling, MMA, he has a strong opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to disagree with it, but you're going to get it, which that's why I respect him. He's a good dude. So, once again, appreciate you there, Zeus. Appreciate you there, uh, Steve Savage, as well. And that does it for this week, folks. Okay. Join me next week. We'll have more great guests. This was kind of an, an indie focused episode here, although we talked about a lot of different things and, you know, of course, AEW, you just hey, next week, I'm going to really dig into it because I've had some interactions with Cody Rhodes recently that I want to talk about, uh, especially as it relates to equal pay for women. All right. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in AEW. We'll talk about it in WWE. Why not? Why not? So join me next week for that conversation. I'm going to bring some folks on who can really dig into the weeds on this. Till then, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others, and please stay safe. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately
0: out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.